0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds.
0: It's interesting because like the kraken what did they need goal scoring they went out they got it now here it is they lose it i guess if you're gonna lose, they the lose game, it they lost it's it, it. <laughs> whatever oh god i'm tired <laughs> I know. It's um,
2: monday it should be a national holiday hey everybody welcome back to too many men my name is allison lucan and as always i am joined by what we thought to be true, but now we know to be true. Rod Brindamore's favorite person in media, Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you today?
4: Oh, I'm fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited about that interview. Been trying to get him on for a while, but waiting for the right time. So I appreciate he came on. Uh, Somebody responded, I always thought, Rod treated you like a niece that he gets mildly annoyed by, but would defend to the death. I'm like, that is that. Yeah. I think we have like a Kimmy Gibbler, Danny Tanner thing going on. So I hope everybody <laughs> enjoys that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and of course we would not be too many men without someone who I'm actually going to have talk today because we have not given due justice to another place that you can find Shayna on the regular following the Sabres. Shana, say hi and tell the people where else they can find you on a weekly basis. After, of course, they listen to Too Many Men.
0: Hi. Um, hi. You can follow me on Fridays on Sabres Live. Talking about our favorite team, Tajay Thompson on the regular. Mm-hmm. And all things Sabres. We love it. Shana's said every demographic of New York. She's in Western New York now. He <laughs> was the one I was missing. I had the whole tri-state
2: area. Now it's like, all right, we got to go up north. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, friends, as I hinted at the top, uh, and if you've been following us on social, which you should already be doing at two underscore much underscore man on both the Twitters and the Instagram, we are going to feature a very wonderful interview with Carolina Hurricanes head coach Rod Brindamore here in a second. But before we get there, we do, of course, have Sarah's favorite segment, Sarah. Bit on news. <laughs> Leprechaun-free bit O-news today. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> by Big Pot of Gold. <laughs> so we had some scheduled things, but Shana, you had something in the chat. We started to talk about it before the show. There was an open to a game yesterday that you found particularly entertaining. Talk the people through it and why you liked it. I was
0: watching the Oilers-Canadians game because I need a little bit of America's team before the Super Bowl. They <laughs> really need Also, not America. the cracking need into the holiday I spirit. I just trying to make this game fun. Okay. No, no. Thank you. Okay. And okay. by the way, speaking of the Kraken game, I'm watching it yesterday like this. And my sister's over and she's like, I love Allison's jumpsuit. And they, you know, like show your shoes. She's like, the yellow shoes Two to later, Rich walks in. He's like, I really like Allison's outfit. I'm like, Yeah, it's really good, right? Mister, I never noticed anyone's outfit. So yeah, we were watching. Um, well, thank you. Okay. Back to your story. I apologize. It's fine. This is why we have multiple TVs. I need to watch all the games at once. Um, the open from Jean Principe had a lot of puns and it was very cute. And I I watched it and I was like, I also would appreciate that. Did it get a full laugh out of me? No, because I have a horrible sense of humor. Like I'm someone like, will watch something funny. And like Rachel is going to be like, why aren't you laughing? And I just like, I smiled. That's the best you're going to get from me. So it's not like I'm giving him his due and I don't give you yours. Let the record
2: show. But I thought you would appreciate it. Sarah, what were your thoughts on the Gene Principe pun heavy? It was Super Bowl puns, friends. If you weren't familiar with it, that was the Open. It was a whole Super Bowl spread and lots of puns. Sarah, your reaction to the Gene Principe Open?
4: I just, first of all, didn't really know what was happening. All of a sudden he had all these props. I was laughing because it's like so Canadianly adorkable, you know, like it's a millennial phrase there, but that, it was like adorkable. So I thought it was cute, especially I feel like he's stepping up this game after Connor McDavid called him out to us.
2: So here's, here's the thing, sir. I appreciate that you appreciated it and thought I would appreciate it. <laughs> However, the thing is, it was a little too, like a pun can't be like in your face. It can't be like, I'm eating a chip and a chip, like you can't, it can't be that <laughs> yeah. like, like, yeah, that's fair. The face. only one like, that was has smooth be...
0: was the mustard one. Like if they can muster, I was like, there's, that's a good one. The rest were very nice. Right.
2: But you can't be like, as you're putting mustard on a hot dog, be like, If they can muster, like, it has to be like, (laughs) I have to tell you, I had some, some special work this week. I was covering the team during their trip in New York and New Jersey and my title for the recap of the Rangers, uh, Kraken game. Did you guys see what it was? No.
4: Tell the readers.
2: Savage garden.
0: Oh, I like how proud you are. That's the best part. (laughs) They're very smooth. And I like I you know we talk about it all all the time like I like seeing them happen in real time. Yes. But it's just like I love how proud you are of the puns. Like it really is your calling. You're more. That's all I have. You're more talented than just reading a spreadsheet. Who knew? Should I only do data.
2: I only do data. That's all I do. Anyway, so that was the beginning of our bit o news. We have real hockey related bit o news friends. Um, unfortunately, not. Let's start. Should we start with the good or the bad, Sarah? You get to pick let's get the bad out of the way. Okay, there's there's a little there's quite a bit of bad. So first, Anton Forsberg, goaltender with the Ottawa Senators. Um I still haven't seen the hit. I've had someone explain it to me and I don't think I want to see it. Uh took a hit and was is was ruled out with MCL tears. My understanding is he had to be helped off the ice, couldn't even get off the ice under his own power. Uh was pushed backwards while in the butterfly position out the initial report was indefinitely with mcl tears in both knees which is insane and sounds terrible until today uh bruce garyash is reporting that anton forsberg's recovery period is two to three months and doesn't rec- require surgery i sent this to the TU with simply the word how uh shana your thoughts how was a good is,
0: is the only thing like, so I watched that and he was in a lot of pain. You could see like immediately. And you know, I was like, wow, he definitely screwed up like something in his leg. You know, that could be season ending, like right there. That could be more than season ending the way, like based on his reaction. Did I think it was both knees? Absolutely not. And that's the thing, like, I feel like that would take extra long to recover from because it's not like you're working on one knee, but you have one knee that you can like, your physical therapy is way easier. I'm sure if it's only one knee instead of, I don't know, you cannot even hobble around. Like, how is this possible? And sometimes I feel like, I mean, I really don't know anything. I don't have a medical degree. I watch, you know, hospital shows, but that's, that's the best we got. (laughs) Hospital shows and a lot of sports. I don't understand how, like sometimes the decisions made not to have surgery. Cause I feel like recently we're seeing players take different routes and then it's like biting them. And that's the one thing. And maybe it's just like the recency of the past injury and the Josh Norris injury that I'm like, is everybody working in the best interest or is everyone just trying to like speed things along? Like I don't see how this recovery time is humanly possible unless it's like not a full tear, which again, I wouldn't even know the recovery time for a partial tear. It just, that, that, that seems very quick for both knees. I truly don't understand.
2: Sarah, your thoughts?
4: I'm not a doctor, but yeah. That but is, I play
2: one on a podcast. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I watch scrubs. And I, <laughs> I think it just is the most painful, sickening thing I've heard in a minute. Oh my God. Especially for, you think, okay, maybe that's the timeline of recovery. Obviously, I don't think they're lying about that. But then when you come back as a goaltender, you have a lot of question marks when something like that happens, even in one of your knees. So we'll be watching. Hopefully he makes a hundred percent recovery, but even if he does recovery, he doesn't need surgery. So when he rehabs that it might be a little touch and go, but wishing the best for him. Yeah.
2: And I, if I may, I I particularly wish, I know we all wish the best for him, but Anton Forsberg, people may not know or remember this, was originally neck and neck with Eunice Corposalo in Columbus to be the successor to Sergei Bobrovsky. And Sergei Bobrovsky went down with injury during what turned out to be Forsberg's last year in Columbus. And they were vying for who could carry the starter's burden. This was Corposalo and Forsberg while Bob was out with injury. And it was actually in Carolina, Sarah, mm-hmm. and Forsberg got the start and, did not have a great outing and you could just see his confidence completely shut down. And that was like a real drop off in his career. And so I think it's really awesome to have seen that he's battled back and had this Renaissance in Ottawa and has been playing so well. So uh, definitely well wishes um, for his full health and continued success in the league. I think it's a pretty cool um, story altogether. Um, next up, not good news. Um, Andre Burakowski for the Seattle Kraken, um, who had missed one game prior to the All-Star break, um, ironically against his former team, the Colorado Avalanche, um, for undisclosed reasons, uh, came back after the break and in his first shift on the island, um, pulled up with a non-contact injury um, and is now out week to week on IR lower body. We do not know what the injury is, but obviously when it's something non-contact um, that doesn't look great and that can cause concern. Um, he's been the leading point scorer for the Seattle Kraken and has been a big part of their success this season. Shayna how do the Kraken recover from this? What do you see in their short-term future with burkoski out?
0: This is a really tough one for them. Like, First of all, that's horrible for him. The non-contact injuries are so bad to see because like you just like every time you see that, you know, it's not good. So hopefully, you know, it's a smooth, speedy recovery for him as well. Um, it's interesting because like the Kraken, what did they need? Goal scoring. They went out. They got it. Now here it is. They lose it. I guess if you're going to lose, lose it, it, they lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm tired. <laughs> I know. Super Bowl um, Monday should be a national holiday. Yeah, so- right. But, yeah, like I just feel like with him, it's like a test for the team. How do you get by without the goal scoring that you brought in to fix your problems? And if any time it's gonna happen, it's like, well, pressure's on. You have a couple weeks to really figure that out. So I'm curious to see like how, you know, the whole year, how how does the team do it without all the star power? How do they do it with, you know, being greater than the sum of their parts? And they've managed really well. Is this what pushes them to go, we need one more piece? Or is this what, you know, they can pull back a little bit and go, we really weren't planning for the playoffs just yet. We're not going to overspend right now. Like it's a really big, like season defining
2: couple of weeks now and they can really assess the team without him. Sarah, do you think the Kraken survive this near term without Burkowski? Can they get through it?
4: Yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine, but you hate to
2: see it, but I'm sure he'll be back for the playoffs. Hopefully indeed. We wish him well. Uh, Depending on which side you're on, this maybe is neutral news. Um, We have one hoped-for trade and one actual trade. Uh, First up, Vladimir Tarasenko was traded to the Rangers and then promptly scored the first goal of the game against your Seattle Kraken, which was so fun, Um, in exchange for, uh, with uh, the defender Mikola, in exchange for Blaze, uh, a conditional first, fourth, and Hunter Skinner. Um, We have seen the Rangers just on fire since this transaction, the energy seems good the vibes seem good they have two wins um both at home over the kraken and on the road over carolina artemi panarin with a hat trick in carolina shana you're very familiar with this ranger squad she broke the news Is this the <laughs> she did break the news my and god she's he... all,
4: she's all inside of. Can we talk for one minute? Sorry to derail this. We can Do get it. back to no. it. But how uh-huh. mad people were randomly getting when I simply, I wasn't saying don't give other people. I felt bad for even tweeting it after this. But I was just like, hey, can we acknowledge that Shana isn't a typical insider, but keeps breaking news about one of the hardest teams to crack? And people were like, she didn't have it. I'm like, yes, yeah, first of all, yes, she did. Second of all, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, Even like established people were like, at the golden Muzzy had it. I'm like, yeah, he had one thing. First of right. all, I haven't blocked for. I don't even know why. So I don't know what he did to me, but I guess we're beefing. But I didn't see that. I saw Shayna's and she had more details. And it. I'm not no teen no shade to anybody else, but why am I not allowed to lift a, another woman up without it being 100? He had it first. No, they had it not first. Allowed. Who even cares?
2: 100- I care 100%. Oh, and yeah. to your point, to your point, Sarah. And first of all, hot tip friends, tweets have timestamps. It makes this all very, very easy. <laughs> yes, there were people who had pieces and parts. Shayna Goldman was the first person to break the trade in its entirety on the internet. She deserves mad props. She works her ass off, and very Thank few you. people can do what she did. She's done this before. I'll bet you a million dollars she's going to do it again. And give her her damn due and fuck off to all the other people who couldn't give her the credit that yeah. she deserved because she was first. Cause they want these people go on all the time and say, I was upset. I didn't get to break this first. So you do care. So acknowledge when someone else actually does a really fucking good job. Yes. Okay. Shana Tarasenko discussed. <laughs> I love that. I got two
0: fuck bombs out of you before I even <laughs> dropped the word. Don't Don't episode. come after
2: my girls on this show. I will fuck you up people. <laughs> We
0: got three. It's a record. Um, No, you know, it's so upset. He's back there. Sorry, Stephen. I'm bringing it out of her. I'm the bad (laughs) influence. It's funny though the reaction with that because like other people did have. We were all. I knew nothing at first. I literally, I'm like, oh, Tara is going to shoot to the Rangers. And I'm like, I'm getting off the bike. My workout's done. I ended it early. And then I'm just like refreshing Twitter like everybody else. And you're seeing parts trickle in. And then I happen to get information. I'm like, am I Let's say it? Yes. Okay. Great. Wonderful. And then I just quickly scroll. Like, did anyone have it real quick? And I put it out there. And then like two minutes later, the team did. But I'm like, Phew. I did my job. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. even my job. This
3: is not my yeah, job. I'm <laughs> just know.
0: You know, sprinkle out little bits of information. The Inspiration is absolutely gossip girl. I feel like we need a little bit more of that in hockey. And if I can just piss people off by doing it, even better. So okay, but tell off. us about the end. Tell us about the actual trade
2: and what does what does trade. this
0: mean for the Rangers? What the, the Rangers need a right winger. Yes, the Rangers need a right winger. They have right wingers. They, they don't have Tony D'Angelo
4: anymore. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
0: sorry. (laughs) You look at last, it's really funny, the strategy in New York, because Chris Drury has like very bland off seasons and then the trade deadline, he's like, this is what I need to fix. And he does it. And last year he went for rentals and you let the kids play to see how it works out this year. Obviously the answer for New York for the time being is keeping the kids together, which means you need help in the top six, unless you want Jimmy Vesey consistently there, Barkley Gaudreau consistently there. So the trade makes a ton of sense. Is Tarasenko at his peak? Absolutely not. But we saw, A bounce back when he was healthy last year he's at his best when he has an elite playmaker at his side you have artemi panarin panarin seems thrilled by the trade he doesn't get one bestie and patrick kane who there's the injury concerns around but he gets tarasenko and it does seem like it gave him the better
2: bestie to be honest. the better
0: bestie yeah and he has like a nice jump in a step which is very similar to last deadline like it does seem like when the team brings in players to work with him he's like very enthusiastic about it so it works out and on defense they get Mikola who I don't think ever showed how good he was in St. Louis because like he was thrown into a role last year in Scandella's spot because Scandela was terrible and you know it's like here's first pair of minutes in a system that is not ideal and then this year everything has just gone to shit in St. Louis so it's been even worse so third pair role for him it checks off the Rangers boxes for the deadline they acted early and if this doesn't work they can easily make another move down the line and they still have a first round pick this year if they really like see it necessary so It makes sense. A rental makes sense. Yes, everybody wants Timo Meyer, but the Rangers do have raising costs this summer in Hedel and Kay Andre Miller. So this, I think, is like the best case scenario for them right now, which I'm typically super critical. I think it was a really great move for them.
2: Sarah, do you think the Rangers are done or do you think there's something else to come for them?
0: I
4: think you're pretty much done at this point. And obviously, Terry, it's kind of good that they did it. I really loved this, by the way. I thought obviously better than Kane, Kane sad about it. He said, I'm not like the happiest I've ever been, which, yeah. You'll love to see it. I do actually like,
2: yeah, I do like the honesty, but... Have we ever seen a player react like that? I don't think so. No, I'm here for it. I do, I'm with Sarah, I love it. Like, tell us how you feel for real.
4: And anyway, I do love the fit with Teresanko, especially with Panarin too, and he has never played for a team other than the Blues. So it's like so... I love as a hockey fan to see as a case study, like how one star that is known for one thing plays within a different system for the first time. It's like a little experiment. I don't know, but loved it for them. I love that the trades are coming in early, coming in hot. So now we're on Chicharron watch. Chichren, I don't, I say it different. Isn't time. it Chicharron? Yes. Yeah. I so liked that-
2: it though That was our only other uh, hockey on ice specific news is obviously everyone is on Chikrin watch. Uh, He did not play his last game uh, full stick tap to The only resource you need to know know about if you want information about the Coyotes, and that is Craig Morgan, friend of the pod, does tremendous work. He is reporting after this morning that Chicken will not play um, until a trade is consummated. So it seems though he's played his last game with the Coyotes, but we're not insiders on this yet. So we'll just let that one sit (laughs) for now. Um, We have one other bit, O News. And Sarah, you get to take the lead with this. This is something fun. Here's the good. Here's our good. And that is um, teams have... before COVID and now they're starting to come back, but teams always once a year try and do something special, a family-related trip for a long time. It was a dad's trip where a player got to bring their dad with them for a select number of games, usually on the road, so dads could experience that. Teams have started to branch out and do mom's trips also as an option, depending on the year. But Sarah, the Bruins are doing something I think no other team has done yet. I really love it. love it. Tell us what's happening.
4: Yeah, you see here and there, I know the Canes call it a mentor's trip instead of a dad's trip now, ever since um, Justin Falk lost his dad as a kid and he would bring his brother. So I think it's really nice that they honor that with a mentor's trip. But the Bruins are having a sibling's trip and it's so cute and they're all on TikTok saying fun facts about their siblings. And it's like Charlie Coyle's sister with her little Boston accent and um, the McAvoy girl. And it's amazing. Brad Marchand's brother said he loves poetry. I don't know if he's kidding or not. So guys, once again, I'm telling you to look at the
0: Bruins' TikTok. It's fantastic.
2: Amazing. Shayna, what do you think of a sibling's trip? It's
0: different. I like it. I feel like you always see the vibes like are up whenever it's a like, uh, mentor's trip, a dad's trip, a mom's trip. Um, it does suck for only children. Hopefully, you get to bring like your bestie or something instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have some best friends on the trip. I'd okay, be there on the yeah. plane by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun, too, because like, you're going to have a lot of players who are like the players are in similar age ranges to a lot of the siblings, I'm sure. So I feel like that kind of like adds a different twist to it. Like when they're going out afterwards and it's just like a different experience. So I wonder if other teams take note and just keep expanding it and, you know, like have some fun with it. It seems like Boston's been really good at like keeping the vibes up within the locker room, <laughs> despite management's efforts. So nice to see this. Uh, this is a good call from above.
4: My My yeah. friend's brother. Plays for the Bruins, but is now on Providence. And he's like, Oh, I wanted to go to Dallas and Nashville. So he's like, kind of pissed about it, but that's funny. Oh,
2: the games are Dallas and Nashville. Nashville yeah. is just a solid call for this. What a good yeah. vibe. That's a gift. I feel like a players. lot of teams do Nashville too
0: for like the trips. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's worked out that way. I wonder if it's on purpose. Definitely. We'll see.
2: So my friends, that ends our bit of news for our hockey talk. We want to bring you this very special chat uh, one-on-one Sarah Sivian with Rod Brindamore, a coach that she covered for quite a few years when she was on the Hurricanes beat. Um, I got to sit in on this in the background just to make sure everything was set up from a tech perspective. And um, I said this in the open and I'm going to say it makes Sarah blush, but honestly, like, the true, legit joy and happiness and fun with which Rod Brindamore came to this interview and the minute he saw Sarah on the screen and just the great vibes um, makes this awesome content you're going to love. But I think it is also such a huge compliment to Sarah um, and the relationship she forges with the people that she covers and the quality of her work. He even admitted to reading your stuff, so, um, which <laughs> most people don't do. That's right. But um, just again, a huge, a huge kudos um, as to why Sarah is so special and we're so lucky to have her. Sarah, is there anything you want to say before we transition right over to our talk with Rod Brindamore?
4: Yeah, Rod's a really special guy in hockey who is kind of the blueprint, if you ask me, of this new age of taking care of yourself. He played in this age where guys weren't drinking their green smoothies, weren't really working out as much outside of the rink, and he always was. And he was able to play in the league so long and be the captain of a team and win the cup at, in his mid-30s and beyond. And you didn't really see that back in the day. So he, it was like, I don't know, it just reminded me of when Shara played his last season with the Bruins and it was Canes versus Bruins and they had a long chat, Shara and Rod. Just kind of, they're they're on the same page about the longevity and like the respect for the game. So it's awesome to catch up with them and I hope we get to do it again. Rob Brindamore, welcome to the Too Many Men podcast. I'm going to start you off with a question I learned from our producer, Jeremy. What's bringing you joy outside of hockey these days?
3: Hmm. Well, as you know, uh I coach my little guy, so I got an 11-year-old, and whenever I'm not with the big guys, we're, I'm coaching the little guys. And <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Brent Burns' son's on the team as well, and I got Justin Williams' daughter on the team, so I get to Hang out with those guys, too, uh, kind of at a more casual setting. So um, very, very enjoyable.
4: Are you guys doing roller hockey at all? I know it's popular now. No, down there. no,
3: no. We, we do the real thing. Real thing.
4: <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, so I'm talking to you at a time between you representing the Metro at the All-Star Game and Carter Finley selling out for an outside game. When you look at this team in this culture maybe 10 years ago it has just grown so much uh what does it feel like to be a part of that and how proud are you
3: well very very proud I, it's being relevant you know it's it's you know for a long time we, we kind of drifted away as kind of an afterthought is what it kind of felt like and it's nice to be you know in the hunt it's nice to every night that you line up to go play a game you're expected to win not you know hoping to win based on what you're throwing out there and um i think that's that's what makes it special that's what makes it fun and we got obviously you know the guys that are in here you've been around them they're great they're great guys and so i get to come to work every day but it's uh i got a great staff but just great great guys to to help coach and so whether we win or lose i i still i mean we hate losing but you just enjoy the the way we go about our business
4: where do you think the team's at before the trade deadline right now? Like, what have you liked and what do you think needs to improve?
3: Well, we, we, listen, we, we all know we brought in Max Pacioretty for a reason. And, you know, we got, got to score goals in this league, right? To win games. And that's a huge blow. There's no way around it. Um, now we haven't played with them all year. And I, I, you know, I guess we've done pretty well to this point. So, you know, that that's a, you know, an area of concern maybe as we move forward because, You just can't have enough goal scoring. But, um, you know, we'll see. I guess there's still time for maybe there's things that could happen. I don't know. If we make no moves, I'm happy. We got a great group and we'll go with it. Um, But that's probably an area there just because we lost that player that was counted on to do, you know, help us in that area.
4: What's it like trusting that the front office could make a move if they feel they need to, though?
3: Listen, Sarah, the biggest improvement in these five years has been because of the owner. You know, like we had a great owner before. If you come on, I love him. Um, in the way he was doing his thing, but the way Tom came in and one of the first meetings we ever had, he said, "Well, you're going to have a fair fight. I'm going to pay the players. I, you know that." And it, it, it does wonders to know. Okay, this guy wants to win. Everybody wants to win, but there's, you know, I mean, if you got a five or ten million dollar less payroll than the other team, that's two or three all stars, or you know, or potential whatever to fill in. T- that's not a fair fight. Suddenly, you go okay. They're paying, spending to the cap. We're spending to the cap. Well, now you take that excuse out, and and obviously it helps. So, I love having that competitive owner that uh, is willing to put his his money, you know, into the team and um, give us a chance.
4: I know he was really like present and hands on at the beginning. Has he backed away a little bit, or is he just kind of in the background?
3: Well. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever be in the background because he's the hardest working guy in sports. In my opinion, he, he's on everything. Like he, every move that we make, whether it be our minor league team to, you know, the top team, he watches the minor leagues as much as he watches, you know, us. So he, he's on every transaction that happens in the league. He, you know, he's constantly saying, is that guy to get?" You know, like, would we want that guy, you know, when a move happens in wherever. Um, and uh, I think that's great. Keeps us all on our toes. He's always, you know, Find a way to try to get better, and that's uh, you can't ask for more.
4: Okay, I know you hate talking about this, but I'm like the number one fan club. Get Rod into the Hall of Fame, so yeah, I, I
3: just you. I, I appreciate you. I've read your articles; they're good uh, articles, man. I mean, we need to get oh, them wow. out there to more people. Uh, you do a great job.
4: Oh, I hope my boss is listening to this. Hello.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, just, if, 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 if to answer your question, uh, you know what? It's not something that I lose sleepover, you know i the, the, the interesting thing and i said this not too long ago too um it's it, every year when i don't get in like it's painful because i gotta uh, talk about it all the time yeah. like, it's just like it's constant now so it's either you know get in so i don't have to talk about it anymore or you know i guess i don't know what the other alternative is you just say you're not going in but um you know it it, it would mean a lot because like i said my the people that Listen, you don't get to the Hall of Fame without people in your corner and and helping you throughout your life, and you know your parents, whatever were huge in in my life to to be able to play the game. I'd like to be able to thank them. That that would be the reason. And there you know, time, father time's catching up on everyone. So you know, I'd like it to to happen if it's going to happen. But um, you know, if it doesn't, I, I got way bigger fish to fry than that one.
4: Mm-hmm. Vincent Trochak once told me you don't drink coffee. Are the rumors true?
3: Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker. Uh, I'll drink an iced coffee once in a while. I don't know if the, you know, what do you call those things? Frappuccinos or whatever. (laughs) I I can do that. Wow,
4: you drink Frappuccinos? I I
3: just can't do a a hot coffee. I don't know. It just grosses me out. But, um, you know, nothing against coffee drinkers, trust me.
4: I don't understand. How are you fueling the workouts these days?
3: Well, that's getting tougher. I mean, the older you get, you know, to keep the the intensity to them. Um, I'm kind of on the, uh, what do you call it? So, not the celebrity workout plan, but definitely the executive workout plan. <laughs> what just, does that look like? Not, not, not like it should, you know. <laughs> you, need to, you need to crank up the intensity a little bit here the older I get because it definitely it starts to slide quickly. But uh, we, we have a good group because our coaches are all – we're all in here early in the morning and pushing each other to try to, you know, somewhat stay in shape.
4: Do you work out with Billy B?
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Billy love B it. as you know, the best strength coach in the game and um oh, yeah. just love love having him around.
4: Okay, I wanted to ask about analytics. Even if you don't use them, I know Eric Tolski and the front office does to bring these guys into like the Canes have one of the best cap managements in the league, I think. And I feel like analytics has something to do with that. Can you like acknowledge that that plays a yeah. part?
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we've got, if we don't have the best analytic group in the league, we've got to be right up there. I mean, because we just big staff in that department and they, they, they grind the numbers, whether you agree with them or don't agree with them. That's another debate, but we're, we're definitely, like I say, trying to you know turn every stone over right and that's really what this ownership group's done and management group is okay if that's an avenue to get us better we're going to try it now does it translate down onto the ice and this and that Eh, that's debatable on how you use it and you know whatever but um it's again it's a a tool and we're definitely we're definitely on it we probably have you know you mentioned eric his staff it's it's got to be one of the best
4: for sure um, I wanted to ask about Trip Tracy. I know that people have this idea of him, right? He's this hilarious guy and everybody loves him, but you guys have had such a close relationship and it's kind of unlikely. I don't know. I feel like when you get to know him, he is just the best guy in the world. So I like, he's kicking ass now. He's doing yeah. awesome this year. I wanted to know how you felt about yeah. that.
3: Well, you'd kind of just said it right. In all the things you just said about him, you know, he's uh, well, he's been a friend first and foremost for, 23 years, you know, since day one of me getting here where, you know, I'm a little older, but not much. And we've, you know, shared a lot of ups and downs together. And um, like, at the end of the day, you know him very well. He just got a great heart, you know? And I think you can't help, but care for people like that and want to be around them. And, you know, he's got his quirks. Listen, he says a lot of things that, uh, you know, you, you I laugh at, but we, we he's a good dude at the end of the day, because he cares about people and um, that's why he's special.
4: What's something the outside world doesn't know about the Kaniacs that they should know?
3: <laughs> that they know about us, golly! I think we're we're no longer a secret. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the you know I think for a while we were kind of oh there's that team they're doing all right and now I think everybody we don't sneak up on anybody I can tell you that and we also get the other team's best game every night. There's I, we play teams they don't they don't give us a layup so um, it actually has helped us because we can't afford to. To not be, you know, at our best because we know the other team is.
4: Finally, we end all of our shows with something called F Mary Kill. Have you ever heard of this game?
3: F, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna assume I know what that stands for.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Is. Okay, just check so it.
3: Mary Kill stuff. I don't know. Help me out.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna give you three options, and you have to pick which one you want to marry F or kill.
3: Okay, got it.
4: Okay, cardio, deadlift, squat.
3: Cardio is is a definite. I'm in on that. So that'd be Mary, right? Yes. Is that is yes. how I play this game? The one you okay. like the
4: most. Yes.
3: And then what'd you say the next one was?
4: Um deadlifts.
3: No. Sure. Kill that. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too old for that. So I am too. Or actually F that as a better way to put that <laughs> that's just that's an injury waiting to happen right there. Um and then you said what, squats? Yes. That's kind of the same thing. I'll I'll put Actually, I mean, I do those, but very differently. Uh, not a lot of weight on it. So, but what's Mary, I guess? I, I'd marry that.
4: All right, Rod, thank you so much for your time. And thanks, you thanks so there. much. Good, Good luck for the Kings.
2: Yeah, Good always. We'll catch right. up later in the season. Thanks. Gotcha. See ya. All right, everyone. Well, we hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as we all did. shana what was your favorite part? I just like the, it's what
0: you mentioned before. It's like the overall enthusiasm that Robert Demore had, because you can see it immediately. Like the appreciation he has for Sarah and. Oh, I'm sorry. My cat is attacking me. I'm so sorry. Hey. She doesn't appreciate you like does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, go on. Uh- <laughs> sorry, go on praising me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. I think, you know what? I think it's funny because like, Look, it's a three of us on this podcast, and I feel like people have us all kind of like narrowed down for like certain things. Like, you have two people who only work in data. You have someone who only knew the canes or only knows that. Like, and I don't think it's like the credit is given where it's due. Like, and I think the All Star Game gave a good chance to show it, and I think this does too because like here's a relationship you have with a coach. You always and asked really good questions that you could see he appreciated in the press conference, and here's like a good way on a national scale to show it too, like. It's not just if you're watching the post game or happen to catch a clip, like you can see it's it's an important part of being in this industry is having good relationships and, you know, being a respectable person too, you know, and treating the coach who you're interviewing like he's a person and you do that. So I think that gets very well appreciated.
2: Thank you, Shane. I, I love how we have like, a former Stanley Cup champion on our show and current NHL co- coach and all we're talking about is how great Sarah is as it should be no.
0: as, it as it should no, be I love as it too many men get compliments all the time that's right this he, was is he, he, was, he, was he was wonderful
2: he was a great sport I was
0: gassing him up too
2: he was wonderful well in the spirit of having Rod Brindamore we three this is going to be something are going to do <laughs> the same fuck Mary kill that we had Rod Brindamore just do for your listening pleasure Shaina, you get to go first. Oh, great. <laughs> fuck, Mary, kill, squats. And and we do know Rod didn't necessarily understand the game and just he did his own thing, but more power to him. We have to follow the rules. Shayna, fuck, Mary, kill, squats, deadlifts, or cardio. Go.
0: Okay. I'm going to kill deadlifts. I've never ever done that. I am not strong. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this. I'm not very strong. I'm not very good at working out. physically. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Mentally, I'm mostly there. Physically, I'm not. I've been referred to my entire life as noodle arms because everyone has made fun of how weak I am because I never worked out my arms until like, I don't know, like five years ago. Like I never did arm workouts because I was like, what's the point? Um, So I will, I'm just going to kill deadlifts. It's not happening for me. I will fuck squats. I'm fine with that. Any leg workout I like. So that's what a deadlift is. Oh, I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I legitimately don't know. It's yeah, that's okay. Can someone just explain to me how to deadlift real quick.
2: A deadlift is where you have, I mean, this is how I explain it when I train people. So if you have weights in your hands and you're standing up straight and your palms are facing your legs and you bend at your hips and basically run your weights down the front of your legs with a flat back and then stand yourself back up, running the weights up the front of your legs. So you're working your glutes and your hamstrings. No, it's going to be a no for me.
0: <laughs> Honestly, okay, so I continue. thought that was where you do like, I oh, don't know, that's bench presses, which I am terrible at. So that's where this my is head a is journey. going. This is a journey. You know what?
2: <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great.
0: Okay, I'll fuck squats. I'll marry cardio. You don't like it all the time, but you know it's necessary and you have to do it. And it's something like, it's like the one workout I can actually commit to. Like, I have no problem. I don't like running anymore. I used to run. I don't like it anymore. But like, I I, I, I like, I get it. I get that you're committed to it. You should do it. It's good for you. I feel good after I do it. I hate the entire process. So I'm going to equate that to what I would assume marriage is like. You hate it while you're doing it. But afterwards, you're like, oh, that's a good That's a good thing.
4: I don't Sarah, know. Sarah, go. I am going to kill deadlifts too. I do like <laughs> single leg deadlifts where you're using less weight. Because when you use too much weight with a deadlift, it's like, I feel my back breaking. I'm like, I, what? This is not, the juice is not worth the squeeze. I am going to fuck cardio. I used to hate it. I have started loving Peloton. I think it's been great for the old mental health. Pretty cool. But like at the same time, it sucks. I am going to marry squats because I am genetically gifted up here, not down there. So like I need to do something to get that going. So squats have helped.
2: Allison? Well, we are going to all be different today. I- I'm going to marry cardio because I'm with you, Sarah. I have to do it for my mental health. It's very important for everyone else's sanity more so than mine. So I'm not a total asshole all the day long. Um, and I love it. I've been doing it for forever. I am going to fuck deadlifts because I love deadlifts and fun facts, Sarah work on your keeping your back nice and flat. Cause the heavier you go on a deadlift, it's actually easier oh. to, to do the move. So, um, I I love a deadlift. I'll do a deadlift all day, every day. I love it. Um, And I'm going to kill squats because I hate them with a passion that is purple. I hate them so much. Um, They're awful. So every version of them, anytime they're in a workout that I'm doing for someone, I'm like, well, you do them. I'm not going to do them. <laughs> you do them. I'll just, I'm here to watch and train. So um, yeah, there you go. That is, oh, I need you
0: to like, give us, I need a workout routine. That's not going to kill me from you. And I also need okay. the full training on how to actually do things. Cause I don't have that anymore.
2: Working out with too many men. It'll yes. be a new side venture for <laughs> there us. Yes, go. exactly. Exactly. We'll replace Peloton. We're taking over the world. Too Can many have Pelotons is we like an 80s next... vibe to what we wear? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%.
4: You know it. You know I'm going to pull out the Vipers again. Absolutely. Oh,
2: they are elite. They are elite. And the um, Windbreaker. Um, right. Oh, the windbreakers. windbreakers. The Windbreakers are
0: important. The Leg Warmers. All stuff I have in my closet normally. I'm mm-hmm. ready for this. And the Blue Feather
2: Top. That was that I loved. I <laughs> love. it. That would an interesting workout. <laughs> all right my friends well that brings this episode to a close we're going to have a meaty all news all hockey episode for you later this week on thursday but guess what we have another fun special surprise interview coming your way next week and we can't wait to share that with you as well until then please be sure to be following us on so the socials as i mentioned we are at two underscore much underscore man on both instagram and twitter you can follow us you can give us your feedback you can submit your fuck mary kills you can buy the merch friends and boy did we wait to tell you this if you didn't see online here's what happens when the three of us actually have a down day we start getting way too creative we not only have too many men notebooks and baseball caps and apple watch bands we have a too many men burn book i couldn't order all three of those things fast enough (laughs) so check that out give us your monies remember we don't keep it we use it to give it back to organizations that we can help uh do what we're going to sign off asking you to do and that is a little bit to help make sure that hockey is for everyone every single day we'll talk to you all soon love you bye